that. Yeah, I'll read it. I we'll, thought that we'll, like, we'll you pulled this. it out, and I was like, okay, we'll use here this. we go again. Today's episode of Mind vs. Muscle Podcast is brought to you by Gatorade, the thirst quencher. <laughs> There's nothing to That's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. The jelly beans had like a long yeah. ass label. Jelly you know what? You know how Gatorade was actually invented? Yeah. Uh, Florida State football or yeah. something like yeah. that. It's yeah, crazy. Back in the 70s. This dude pretty much just started putting like sugar, water, and like salt, and salt in, a, in a bottle for their football players to stay hydrated during training. And it was Gator Aid because it was the Gators. Yeah. Was the oh, team. so Florida Gators. Yeah, yeah Florida not, Gators. Not Florida State. Wasn't that like. The idea behind the Water Boy, I think Water Boy is like making fun of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's what I mean. That's why he earlier he was like Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> that anthem, high quality H two O. Dude, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Man, you we need to do some kind of skit because I, I will say you have some great impersonations. All right, today's 10-minute tip, how to increase the size of your chest or put mass um, on your chest, which has been uh, extremely difficult for me over the last few years. Um, but I've read a, a ton of different articles. Um, if you, I mean, I'm sure if you follow Dan John, uh, he's, a big, uh, he's a big advocate for overhead pressing. Um, does a lot with kettlebells as well. Um, but I mean, there's... There's a ton of articles out there. I mean, you can pretty much look on T Nation or anything like that. Follow Christian Thibodeau. Um, a lot of the guys where where I've sourced this this information from. Uh, overhead pressing and the direct correlation to uh, improving not just strength but uh, the size of of your chest. Um, I know that you know we were talking a little bit before we uh, we started recording. Um, and, and this has helped me a great deal. Um, and, and for, for my clients who can't get into like a strict military press with a barbell, um, due to lack of shoulder mobility, uh, and, and even when they do feel like, you know, they're, they're getting in successful reps, usually they're going to be compensating some, some sort of, some sort of way. Um, you can also, uh, implement some landmine presses as a variation of the overhead press. Um, but you know, Obviously, Cody being more of uh, into the body bodybuilding realm of of fitness, um, you know, we can talk about you know time under tension, um, frequency uh, of reps, and a, a whole a whole bunch of different ways to to put mass on. Um, but for me, you know, the overhead press was was definitely one that uh, got me stronger. And then once I you know put a little bit more, uh, you know, let's say stress on uh on my pec muscles then um you know i could get in a lot more reps i could get in a little a lot more time under tension but let's talk about some different techniques and and yeah. how to do that i think the, the number one thing is definitely going to be increasing the size of your bench as far as weight goes um it's just proven fact like look at any dude that benches a lot of weight he has a big chest like that's just a fact and i think that um, even though power lifters have a lot of fat on them, they always have a big chest as well. And that's their main sport. So I would say just increasing not only your overhead press, but the strength in your bench as well. So 
And speaking of frequency, so setting up two upper body days a week and probably focusing on one day going heavy on bench, one day going heavy on overhead press. Right. Um, a couple tips to do that, I would say not only splitting those days up, but start working um, shoulder mobility and upper back work. If you can develop your, your upper back muscles, it, you're going to have more stable shoulders for bench press and you're going to be able to actually put your shoulder girdle in the proper placement when benching. You know what I mean? Like we talk about bending the bar and rowing the bar into your chest. Um, a lot of people in, in this, actually, you're a good example. I think that your form when you started benching, even though you benched a shit ton of weight, I think it was a little off. This was like before the mobility days right? because you had monster triceps and shoulders and you were lacking the chest, but I think you were mainly benching with your shoulders and yeah, I hear that a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, and I guarantee like you probably feel more activation in your pecs now because you have better shoulder right. mobility. Right. So I think that's huge is just getting your upper back work and increasing your bench press first and foremost. Um, the next thing I would always suggest is like you said, frequency. I think anytime you want to, um, increase, any muscle really is just making sure you're doing it more than once a week because not only is time under tension and total volume a factor, but if you do only one day at chest and you try to do all your volume in that day, the percentage of your one rep max that you're lifting by the end of the workout is going to be below 60%. And Brad Schoenfeld actually did a bunch of studies that show they really didn't Im increase muscle mass size while training below 60%. No, even if they were doing 30 plus reps with it. Right. So it's not just about fatigue and time under tension. It's actually about the weight you're lifting in that volume. Yeah. So again, increasing your bench obviously, but splitting your days up. So instead of doing 25 sets of chest and pushing on Tuesday, split it up into half and half on Tuesday and Friday or whatever it is, right. That way you're splitting it up and you can move more weight within that volume. And I think that's, that's huge. Favorite exercise to do so. Um, I, you know, what's funny is like, I did a post about this too is, is my bench. So my bench has never been like a big, strong thing for me. Um, but I've always had a bigger chest thing just from so much reps and bodybuilding style stuff. But I finally hit 265 on the bench, pretty clean, no spot. And working up to that for three months, I didn't do a single straight bar bench press at all. So my tip to doing all this is actually switching up the variations and doing like a lot of dumbbell pressing, um, maybe some neutral bar pressing if you have access to that. But shit, I did a lot of overhead pressing. I did a lot of uh, dumbbell work and then like incline work. And and I really didn't do a ton of flies and all that shit right. um, at all, actually, because our gym doesn't really, I don't, dumbbell flies just don't feel good on my shoulders. And at the time I wasn't training at LA Fitness ever, so we don't have cables at, at Vigor. So I really never did any fly work, right? Very rarely would I do band work. Um, so my suggestion is actually start doing more dumbbell stuff. Right. Maybe buy a slingshot too. I think that helped me a lot. Because um, you can even use that with dumbbells. You know, that that kind of, you know, takes me to the next point of, you know, when you do, I think a lot of people get hurt doing flies, right? Like, yeah. Especially with the bicep tendon and everything, just because the, tis the their tissue quality is shit. Um so I think that it's, I mean, it's not something that you should necessarily avoid. I think that there's some prerequisites to doing something even as simple or as, uh, or as light as a, as a dumbbell fly. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, you don't need very much weight to, um, you know, to, to stress out your, your pecs in that, in that movement, because you know, the, the further that you put weight away from your body, right. The harder it's, yeah. the harder it's going to be. And, well, and then you and start banging up your yourself, elbows but, too. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. That, that was what I noticed is I see guys trying to almost like lock out their elbows, stretching so much, and then they just bang up their elbows. My recommendation is actually, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it, there's like the fly to press essentially. I think right. there's a name supinated for it. press. 
Right. So you can do that. Um, you can even just do like, I'll go like really light and go like a five second negative on the the fly and then just bring my elbows in and press it up. So I'm not really focused on the press. I'm focused on the negative and I'm focused on the stretch of the fly because obviously like intraset stretching is a good way too. Um, but stretching the muscle and breaking the fibers on is another way to increase muscle mass. So that's, that's a good way to do it. Um, go really light on those or use cables. But, um, I think, and Mike, Dr. Mike Israel is super smart guy. So if you want to dive into like volume and, and specific training, like he's a really good guy to follow. He is that, talked is to, that actually how you say his name or Israel? Yeah. All right. Just make sure positive hundred percent. Right. Just don't want him to listen to this. And then, yeah, no, I, I know. And then the I, reviews like <laughs> fucking Cody butchered my name. It's not even how you say it. No. Cause I've listened to so many podcasts, interview him and, and ask like, did I say that right? <laughs> But he's with uh, Renaissance Periodization and, and Juggernaut Training Systems and stuff. And right. and he talks about, like, how to incre- increase muscle. And he has some, like, high-level athletes. And his guys, he's like, I see people go to the gym. And we've talked about this. And they'll do flat bench, incline bench, decline bench. And then they'll do dumbbell bench. And then they'll do hammer strength press machine. And then they'll do incline fly, decline fly. And then they'll – you know what I mean? It's like – he's like, I will do six sets of a heavy bench. And then I'll do, like, a dumbbell incline bench. And then I'll maybe I'll do a fly. But he's just doing more volume on each of those movements. It's like you don't need to do every fucking variation in the world. You can't split your chest into that many groups. It's really just like like upper pecs and then general pecs, right? right? So um, my advice is is work on increasing your barbell bench press. I would incorporate way more dumbbell pressing and maybe think about doing like alternating presses. Think about doing incline presses. Think about doing single arm presses because sometimes – like I know this is how you are too. Like if you can focus on one arm at a time, you can actually – focus on activating the chest and and, and getting a contraction better um and with dumbbells too like if i press at the top i can imagine i'm popping a balloon between the dumbbells it's a lot easier than trying to bring your hands together on a barbell now if anyone's out there next time you do a press imagine you're popping a balloon with those dumbbells and i guarantee you're going to feel your chest work more um and i think there's something to say about the mind muscle connection yeah like big time so i think with this with the single head press or with the single uh single arm presses too is uh, I, I've noticed that my hand position changes, uh, you know, from my left hand to my right hand, just mm-hmm. because I can, you know, speaking of the mind muscle connection, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm going into that eccentric phase, right. If I can't feel a lot of pec and I feel more in my shoulder, I'll adjust my hand position, yeah. which will, which will pull my shoulder back a little bit. Um, and then, so I'll get a different sensation than I would if I was to just go barbell right. and do the same and be in the same position. Yeah. Right. So I get a bigger uh, payoff from doing dumbbells and isolating with, with, with single arm work. Um, not that I don't do, uh, barbell presses, but I'm, I'm definitely going to get a lot more out of the dumbbells than I would yeah. uh, with the barbells and the barbells just really, you know, I'll, I don't really go, uh, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of, you know, going into the, the 10 and 12, uh, rep range. I'd rather do that. If I'm going to do higher reps, I'd rather do that with dumbbells, dumbbells yeah, or something sure. like that or with, with cables or, or something like that. But I really just use barbells for lower rep rep range and uh, increasing strength and increasing my capacity to... I agree. Because if you're doing the high rep, the whole point is muscular fatigue, yep. me- metabolite training. You're going to get more of that with a dumbbell anyway. And a lot of people need to understand that nobody is symmetrical. So my right leg isn't the same as my left leg. That's just how it is, right? So the same goes with my shoulders, my arms, my elbows, my hands. And it's just slight changes. But if you use a dumbbell, you can change that mid rep, like you just said, to make sure you're getting more out of it. Um, And then one last thing that actually I think would is a good tip um, that a lot of people will 
I laughed at when I first heard because I always talk shit on it is the decline press. So they actually did these studies I just read recently and the decline press actually activates more muscle fibers than uh, any other really? yeah, position of the oh, press, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, so and and that's why they're they're thinking that a lot of powerlifters have big chests because they create an arch in their back to right. press more weight. So not only are they able to shorten the range of motion to get more weight up, but they're also changing the uh, the incline of their spine, I guess you would say, or whatever position of their spine. So they're getting more muscle fiber activity, which huh. they didn't know. They just know that, okay, if I arch less range of motion, it's easier for me to right. get the weight up. But they did these studies and in like uh, Jeff Nipper does these videos on YouTube where he like breaks down the science of his chest training or his back training and stuff. It's really interesting. So he pulled up a bunch of studies that showed that. And I was like, damn, that's mm. crazy. Cause I never do the decline. Yeah. Me either. ever. Um, but it also like, and I, to be honest with you, I still don't do it too much because I think an excessive decline isn't going to benefit you a ton, puts you in a weird position, but it's, it's allowing myself to learn how to arch a little bit on the bench, like a power lifter and being okay with that. Not right. thinking like if my ass is on the bench and I'm, and I'm doing it properly through my thoracic spine and not like cranking on my low back. If I don't have pain from doing that, then I don't see the reason not to, because now I can bench more weight and now I'm going to hit more muscle fibers anyway. Right. So that's a good tip that you guys can think about out there. Um, and, and maybe study a little bit or watch some power lifters before you go on a bench, start arching. Like yeah. I just talked about, because you can hurt yourself a little bit. Um, but yeah, think about that and, um, bang it out. I think actually, one more thing before we get out of here is the the key point going back to when we started this was uh, you, you talked about um, your back, right? Like think of your back as support, right? Especially like your lats, right? Like if I, I feel a lot when I press, I can feel my lats light 100%. up. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think that I think that's a neglect. I mean, you were talking about all these people who come into the gym and they do all these different styles of presses. But when they have back day or whatever, you know, they'll, you know, maybe do some lat pull downs and then some cable rows and yeah. then call it good or like some reverse flies like that's actually i mean that's not a bad thing but i think about how they're addressing it right like they're putting a lot more stress on their uh you know on uh, on their chest and on their shoulders and stuff like that versus you know the support of that really isn't there for them yeah 100 so. if you love the mind versus muscle podcast want more free content and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review to get your questions answered on the next episode. See the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag mind versus muscle.